Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. Whether you're a mom now, uh, planning on being a mom, all of this is something we have to know. Uh, maybe your grandparents that take care of your grandchildren. It's just, it's something that's a requirement that needs to be taught to our children. Uh, Now in this generation, uh, we're seeing less and less and less of it. Uh, I go go places and my mind's just blown at the the lack of, and what we're going to be talking about today is honor. Honor, teaching your children to fear the Lord. And I know we always try to get the word fear out of our vocabulary, but what we're going to be dealing with today is the proper definition of fearing the Lord. Our Heavenly Father is not a bad father. Our Heavenly Father isn't ready to, um, you know, strike you with something. He's only a good father and he's only wants the best for you. He created the best. Um, you know, way back in Genesis, when he was done, he, he said everything is very good. So everything, you know, was perfect before the fall. Um, and so he created goodness. He created everything to remain good. And so uh, we have to realize that when we teach our children this, it's, it's vital to their life. It, it's vital for them to understand, truly understand what honor is, truly understand what um, fearing the Lord is and raising them. You know, we, as, as godly parents, it's, it's a requirement to raise our kids as godly children that are going to grow up to be godly men and women uh, of, of this world. It, it's a requirement. So, you know, you could look at it and say, hey, yeah, that's a lot of pressure, but you know what? You had kids, and so this is a requirement of the Word of God, is to raise our children and leave a legacy. We're not just raising humans and then calling it a day, and then it will be whatever it's going to be, and however they they turn up, you know, turn out, and that's just is what it is, and we're just going to see the waves of this life and how they throw us to and fro, and what comes our way and just like I, I, I taught on on uh, Monday morning you know the whole like whatever you know doesn't break us makes us and it doesn't kill us make us stronger you are in charge of how your kids turn out it's a great responsibility as a parent a great responsibility but there's nothing for us to worry about and feel like man this is so much pressure I don't think I can do it Our job is to simply teach them the Word of God. The Word of God will handle everything else. The Word of God will give them the right outcome that they need in life. And, um, you know, maybe it wasn't how you were able to be raised. Maybe you came from a broken home. Maybe you came from, but it has to start somewhere and, and it has to start fresh and it has to start new. And so as parents, to raise our children in a godly order, a godly fashion, one of them is teaching them about honor and and fearing the Lord. Okay, so we're going to teach our children what honor 
will do and how it will provide the best life for them. How it's going to provide the best life. I, parenting isn't always the easiest. We're, we're, we're trying to figure this out at times, right? We're, I've got three kids, okay? All different personalities. I can't discipline one necessarily the same as the other, although they all get spankings. But, I, you know, how I talk to one is different than sometimes how I talk to another. Personalities are different. How they react how they take things. And so th these are the kind of things as parents that sometimes we're like, I don't know how to handle things. I don't know what to do. But at the end of the day, we have li a life's manual in front of us. We have the word of God. We have a relationship in our prayer time. I'm always saying, Lord, make me the best mom that I can be. Help me, Lord. What is it? Show me. Show me what I'm doing wrong. Show me what I can change. Show me how to handle this situation. Show me what to say. So if we just ask the Lord what it is, he knows our children. He placed them inside of us and he knew that Madeline and Brooklyn and Teddy were going to be my children. They were going to belong to me. And so he's going to equip me on how to handle them, just like he's going to equip you on how to handle your children that are here or your future children. Um, <laughs> yes, teenagers are testy. Really, at any age, I think, depends on the personality. And so what does it mean to fear the Lord? Because, you know, if, if kids were just to read that in the Bible, their first thought is going to be to be scared of our Heavenly Father. But really, to fear the Lord is to uh, be in awe, okay, in reverence, in, in, in a respectful manner, to adore, okay? And so what I'm going to be talking about today, some of it might, you might not like because, um, you know, I, there's always somebody who doesn't like something I say. But we're going to go around the different things of how to honor the Lord by teaching your kids about giving. We're going to, about obeying your parents. We're going to talk about honoring today on, um, on how to behave in the house of God. I know that might be a sore subject, but we're going to talk about how to behave in the house of God. Uh, we're going to talk about how honoring, uh, when your kids honor, it's going to cause protection and provision for your children how it's going to keep them from sinning. When you honor the Lord, when you teach your kids to honor the Lord, sinning becomes hard. And that's what we want. We want it to be hard for them to sin. We want it to have a, such a distaste in their mouth that they have no desire to please the enemy, no desire to fall into temptation. But it, And it all comes back and stems from honoring. So if they can get the honoring part right, then everything else will fall into line. Obeying your parents, uh, giving, giving seed, seed time and harvest, they gotta honor that. Um, honoring their time, making sure that they spend time in the word of God, honor God with their time. They, he, they need to hear from the kids. It's not just the parents that need to be praying and reading the word of God. Your children need to do other things. They need to praise the Lord around the house. They need to get involved in that. And so those are the different things we're going to be going over today. What honoring will do, because it's almost like honors the umbrella. All these things fall under it. But at the end of the day, 
it's going to be vital to their life. Because after all, it says even just by obeying your parents, you'll live a long and satisfying life. So if we get all of it correct, it's going to be a really good life for your kids. Okay, so to fear the Lord, reverence, all submission. It says in Proverbs 15, 33, the fear of the Lord is the instruction of wisdom and before honor is humility. Wisdom, what is it? The quality of having experience, knowledge, and good judgment. The quality of being wise. Intelligence, insight, discernment. You know, today's not like a run around the, the office kind of, of message, but it's this generation that's being raised up where the lack of honor is extremely evident, extremely evident in this generation. And so the little bit that's there in just gen- this generation, the, the generation behind me, it like, if it gets less and less, what happens when you finally get to none? There's like zero honor. And so this is important as parents to instill this into our children so they can be blessed. You know, I don't, I don't constantly come at my children with um, all the bad things that will happen. You know, in Deuteronomy, there's the list of blessings and then there's the list of the bad things if you're not obedient, you know. But I feel like if you teach your kids the good things of God, the blessing that happens when you, when you do things, when you're obedient and you live free from sin and you live pure and holy and honoring, this is what you're, you're going to be rewarded. And so when you teach your children the reward, the benefits, the good benefits that come along with doing the right thing, it makes the Bible and the Word of God exciting to obey not scared that they're going to mess up, not scared that they're going to disappoint God, not, you know, yeah, they'll feel, they'll feel like, you know, if I, if I'm not living right, I'll disappoint them. But the first thing is like, you know, we all want to be rewarded. What is it? I mean, giveaway on Friday, I'm rewarding. You guys are watching, you guys put in your name, I give something away, you know, so uh, being a reward. So we all like to get rewards. We all like to get giveaways. We all like to get things and be blessed by things. And so that's what it is. I teach my children, hey, listen, this is what honor means. You are going to get this by doing this. This is what the Bible says. You're going to, and it's exciting. It makes it exciting to serve the Lord because you're like, yeah, if I stay in the word of God, if I know what he says, I'm going to live in divine healing. I'm going to live in joy. I'm going to live in peace. Why? Because he says it's mine and the favor of God is on my life. The godly right uh, walk uprightly. I walk in right standing with God. All throughout the Bible, it talks about how he is going to bless and take care of the godly. So let's live godly and honors one of them. So wisdom, we learn intelligent, insight, discernment. God honors us where we honor him. So if you guys think of 1 Samuel 2.30 or write that down, you can go back and read it later. It says, therefore the Lord, the God of Israel says, I promised that your branch of the tribe of Levi would always be my priests, but I will honor those who honor me and I will despise those who think lightly of me. So God's gonna honor us where we honor him. And so we have to remember that. All right, first things first, honoring, 
Honoring the Lord, teach your children, honoring the Lord will provide protection and provision to their life. So this is why it's so important. You know, it's not just teaching your kids to call their pastor by, um, you know, pastor so-and-so or a school teacher or uh, a person by Mr. or Mrs. It, it, honoring is, is way deeper. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle that God's intended for us to live by. And so if we don't get this, see, it has to work because it, it, it has to work because if you don't, it's like, you know, if you don't honor in the natural things, what makes you think you're going to honor in the supernatural and vice versa? So we have to get this for it to be beneficial in our life here on earth and in, in the supernatural, in the kingdom, in order for it to work. And so honoring the Lord will provide protect, protection and provision. In Psalm 34, 6 through 7, it says, In my desperation I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all those who fear him. So... Here is a fear for the Lord. He honors and defends all those who fear him. And what did we say? Fear, reverence, awe, respect, submission. Uh, like teaching kid to pray when an opportunity presented before pursuing, confirming if Lord. Um, I'm, I'm just reading some of the, the comments that came up. Um, all right. So that's... Uh, Psalm 34, 6 through 7. Here's Psalm 34, 9. Fear the Lord, you his godly people, for those who fear him will have all that they need. So there's provision right there. We have, he surrounds and defends all who fear him. We've got protection. And then here we have, those who fear him will have all that they need. Because as they realize the master who they're serving, it, I mean, like, if he was to walk in the door right now, none of us would be in our chairs. We literally would be, like, flat on our face in awe and reverence, bowing to the King of Kings. So we, we need to present to our children that he is the King of Kings. When you look at somebody so majestic, I mean... What irritates me is so many people would treat earthly people way more honoring than they would treat our Heavenly Father. You had like the Queen of England come over. Nobody's walking up and giving her high fives. <laughs> I mean, you guys are like at attention. There's a certain way to present her. There's a certain way around her. Nobody has that opportunity is going to be coming in, you know, and I'm going to talk about this later. When I talk about um, church, how you behave in church, attire is going to be under, under that too, under that tagline of how you should be in church. It, because it boggles my mind to see people take natural circ circumstances and natural things and treat that more holy-like than they would uh, from things from heaven. And so, uh, and the last one for the provision and protection is Psalm 33, 18 through 19. But the Lord watches over those who fear him. Those who rely on his unfailing love, he rescues them from death and keeps them alive in times 
of famine, in times of famine. So right there is provision and protection all in one. He's going to watch over those who fear him, okay, and you show your kids, and he's going to keep them alive in times of famine. So when the world's without, when the world's in a crisis, when you think there's no more left of whatever people are lying to you about, your kids will be like, listen, I honor, I have a reverence and a fear of God for my heavenly father. I can't be without. It clearly says in the Bible that he will take care of me. He will keep me alive in a time of famine. Keep me alive. So when your kids get this um, knowing of who their God is, they're going to realize, listen, I don't care what anyone else has to say. If it's contrary to the word of God, if it goes against, if it contradicts what the Bible says, then it's not for me. It's not for me, which goes into sinning like I brought before. When you have the word of God, the Bible says when you hide the word of God in your heart, they might not sin against me. When you have it hidden inside of you, you're going to know what what the word of God is saying. You're going to know your kids are not going to get tripped up. It is so possible for your kids not to do what other kids are doing. It's possible. I don't like this mentality that the world tries to push on us as parents saying, your kids are going to do things. They're going to fail. Let them fail. Let them, them, um, you know, let them go through some stuff, they'll learn it, then, then they'll be able to teach their kids. No, my kids don't have to go through heartbreak just to go through it because the world says they need to go through it. My kids don't have to go through premarital sex. My kids don't have to go through taking drugs and trying it to know that it's bad. My kids don't have to go through a a prodigal son moment where they are going to go away from the Lord and they've learned their lesson and now they're coming back to the Lord and restoration is at hand. And, you know, praise God. Praise God for the people that did come back. Praise God that they heard his voice and they came back and they're serving the Lord. But your kids don't have to go through that stuff to understand anything about the Bible. They just need to understand what the Bible says and live it. And so by keeping the word of God in their heart, keeping it in front of their eyes, keeping them saturated in it, they will not sin against God. So it's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible to keep your kids free from temptation and free from sin. It's not like the enemy won't try, but it, he's, he's just not going to succeed. The enemy will try, but then it's on our children. Are they going to say yes? Are they going to be prey to it? Or are they going to be strong enough to withstand the temptation of the enemy? And so our kids don't have to go through stuff. The world will tell you all the time they're going to have to go through stuff and that it's completely normal. And I call BS on that said it. (laughs) I do. I call it on them because that's not what the word of God says. And I follow what the word of God says. And my kids don't have to go through things to, to be a better Christian, to be stronger or to know who their God is. They want to know who their God is. They're going to have a fear for them, for him, and they're going to honor him. And so it, Psalm 36, one says, sin whispers to the wicked deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. And that's what happens. The wicked people, sin is whispering at them all the time to do this, 
do that. God's not going to care. It's all right. You can ask for forgiveness. Oh, there's grace on your life. And so he'll cause you to trip constantly. And our kids don't have to trip. Our kids don't have to trip. Psalm 34:11 Come my children and listen to me and I will teach you to fear the Lord. Does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? <laughs> you know, the more you read the Bible, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, but the more you really dig in and read the Bible, it's very simple. It's very like basic. I mean, they it, right here. He asked the question does anyone want to live a life that is long and prosperous? That's not some crazy wording. That's not some scholarly language. It's a simple question. It's a simple question that, you know, just the average person would ask. And then it proceeds to tell you, here's an answer to your question. Then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn away from evil and do good. Search for peace and work to maintain it. So we, as parents, godly parents, we're leaving a legacy here. And by teaching our kids honor and teaching them to reverence the Lord and have respect for the Lord is going to put a sour taste in their mouth when sin approaches them. And sin will approach them. Sinful things will approach them. We can't be with them at all times. We, we just can't. I mean especially when you have more than one kid and they're out in the world and who they meet. And as they get older, you know, when they get to the age of moving out, I mean, like they're going to be presented with opportunities to sin. But we don't have to think that they're going to say yes to it because now at, at, at this day and age, we're getting the word ingested into their spirit, man. We're teaching them what it means, what the Bible will do, what, what God will do for your life by honoring him and respecting him and holding him so high, this is what's going to happen. And so Proverbs 8.13 says, All who fear the Lord will hate evil. All who fear the Lord. So that's why I, I'm, I've been using that phrase a lot because it, as you see in our Bible verses, if you fear the Lord, you'll hate evil. You'll want to do so good for God. Your kids, you teach your kids, they want to they please the Lord. That's why I said at the beginning, I tell them, listen, you live like this, you're going to have a blessed life. You're going to live long on the earth. You're going to be happy. You're going to be full of joy. Things are going to come into your hand. Your prayers are going to be answered quickly. You're going to live in miracles. Why? Because you fear the Lord and you hate evil. If you fear the Lord, if you honor the Lord, you're going to hate evil. And if you hate evil, you're going to hate to sin. If you hate evil, you're going to hate to sin because all that mess is of the devil. So that's Proverbs 8:13. All who fear the Lord will hate evil. All right. So we're going to teach our children to honor the Lord with what? I listed a few things here. With our giving. We're going to teach our kids to honor the Lord with our giving, tithe and offering. Teach them now at a young age. As soon as they start doing math, let's teach them 10%. This is what we give the Lord. What is a tithe? It's never yours. The tithe was never yours to begin with. It belongs to God. So when you get money, you look at it. And so I tell my kids, you look at it as not yours. 
It's literally just giving back to God what is his. The tithe is not yours. That will keep you out from under a curse. That will keep you living in the favor of God. And so you tithe. And now you teach your children about offering. Offering is what brings in the harvest. Offering is what's going to set your kids up on another level. Offering is what's going to bring the blessings of financial blessing into your children's life so then they can sow again and reap again. Sow again and reap again. That's what the offering of God will do. It helps you to Sow again and reap again. Seed time and harvest. So you got to teach your kids, honor God with your giving. I have my kids make goals. My kids are givers. Givers. Someone was just at our house the other day and they were giving stuff again, giving their stuff away before the people could get out the door. And, and the person goes, man, your kids are always giving. They're very generous. But that's what has been instilled in them. The instilled in them is... One thing, I even said it again today to Brooklyn, is you'll never be without. That's one thing my kids have heard me say for years. You'll never be without. But how? How will you never be without? Seed time and harvest. We're going to honor God with our giving. We're going to honor God with our giving because then you'll never be without. It will only dry up if you stop giving. So we have to honor God with giving. Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the very best of everything you produce. Then, so you do that, right? You're honoring him with your wealth and the best of what you produced. Then what? (coughs) Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. You'll never be without. You teach your children, honor the Lord with your giving. Honor the Lord with your best and you'll never be without. All right, number two. (laughs) This one is one that's always testy, but it's obeying your parents. Um, One, number one, God never said obey your parents if they treat you the best. God never said, obey your parents if they pay for everything for you. God never said, obey your parents if they never, you know, if they live a messed up life. And, you know, God just said, listen, obey your parents. Those are the ones that have been given to you. And you have to do it whether they tell you they love you, whether they tell you, you know, that, that's our duty. And so we have to instill that in our children. Obey your parents no matter what. It says in um, Exodus 12, uh, 20, 12, honor your father and mother. If you honor them, if you show honor to your parents, it says you'll live a long, full life in the land the Lord has given to you. And you know what? Anything God gives to you is going to be great. Anything God gives to you is going to be the best of the best. So I want the land that God's given to me. I, I want the land. I want it. And so regardless if you agree, you know, 
that's what you teach your kids. Regardless if you agree with everything I'm saying, regardless if you think I'm fair, that's a big thing that my son says right now. It's not fair, and it's like we're trying to teach him what the word fair means. And so, you know, and, and but you have to instill in them, listen, God has set before me, uh, you, me before you. And the requirement is to honor your parents and obey them so you can live a long and satisfying life. Listen, there's not everything I agreed with that my parents said or did or I thought was fair growing up. But at the end of the day, if I, if I chose whether they were right or wrong in how they handled the situation with me. So remember that. Whether right or wrong, you teach your kids whether I handled it right or wrong, your job never changes. Your job to honor never changes. You know, because if they don't obey parents, if they, if they don't obey parents um, in the natural, what on earth makes you think that they're going to obey God at all? Especially if they tell your kids, uh, if he tells your kids a hard uh, instruction in life. Something that's going to take like great faith or going to be like a major move in their life. What, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think that they're going to listen to Jesus who they can't physically see if they're not even obedient and obey their own parents? You have to, you have to be able to discipline your kids. You have to be able to teach them and correct them because correcting is only going to bring a good direction of, of, uh, a good direction into their life. Disciplining sucks. I hate it. I, I tell my kids all the time, I, listen, I, I love you so much and I hate discipline so much, but if there's stuff that's done willfully disobedient, these are the consequences and you have to stick with it and it stinks. And I'm just gonna let you know, sitting on the stairs doesn't work. So you might wanna try something a little different. Um, Colossians 3.20, children, always obey your parents, for this pleases the Lord. When you honor God, when you have that honor inside of you, when you have that love and reverence and respect for God, you'll want to please Him. And Colossians 3.20 says, if you always obey your parents, if you always obey them, it's going to please the Lord. We're going to um, make sure that they honor the Lord with their time. That's what we're doing. Hey, during this days of 21 days of prayer and fasting, have your children in the word of God. I have Maddie every night right now. You know, Teddy reads little, little books with me in bed last night, little Bible books. And Brooklyn has her Bible and we'll sit and we'll do something here and there. And Maddie right now, she has a Bible journal. And I said, listen, you take a topic and then you find some verses on it. Read all the verses that you write down and then write out at least three of the verses that stuck out the most to you. And that's what she's doing right now. We're going to honor God with our time. We're going to be like, listen, we're cutting off. I mean, I'm not against video games and iPad. I mean, everything's digital. I mean, you're teaching your kid to... to you know, you teach your kids computers are bad and 
on screen's bad and then like everyone's major job deals with electronics and computers and iPads and you know you need all that stuff <laughs> just like yep and um you know and then you, you teach your kids listen let's start a business at home let's do this let's do that but those devices are bad for you you know so i get the whole like take a break i get that you can get lost in this world but right now let let's take a break let's everything else is going to become second because we're honoring god listen have an ipad having video games having the latest and greatest of everything is wonderful and i provide that for my kids because they enjoy it and i love to bless my kids and i want to see them happy but in order and here i go back to the beginning in order for um you to have this stuff we got to put god first that's a reward for putting god first for honoring the lord you're going to have this stuff i want to bless you. I feel excited. You're a good, you know, you, so I think of my kids. You're good children. You obey your parents. Every time I ask you to do something, you're doing something. Every, you know, you do it for me. Every time I, da, 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 it, it, it's like I could go down the list. And so people would look and be like, you spoil your kids. But it's like, no, that's what our heavenly father does to us. He's like, you're, you're godly, you're righteous, you're living right. You have the favor of God. I'm going to shove all this blessing on you. You like that? You can have that. You like that material, material item? Take it. It's yours because I want to bless you financially. I want to bless you with desires that, that mean I got a cow. I mean, you guys have heard the story. It's the same thing. Not other people want cows. I wanted a cow. I got a cow. I got excited about it. But he blessed me with stuff that I like. So you have to look at it that way. Let's honor our God. Let's honor our Heavenly Father who provides everything for us. That's what I say when I pray with my kids at night. I thank the Lord every night with them. And I make a point to say, thank you, Jesus. Everything we have is because of you. Everything. Everything in this bedroom. Everything you're sleeping on. Everything we eat. Everything we drive. Every vacation we have. It's because of you, Lord. And so they see that I honor God with my mouth, with my praise, with my giving, with my thankfulness. They see I do that with my time, with my prayers. I'm honoring the Lord by doing that. And so now, I'm gonna, now it's my job to teach my kids. Yes, you can have all of that. I am happy for you to have it but it's not going to become an idol. It's not going to become what is in front of honoring God. Because after all, he gave it to us. So if we want it and we want to keep it, we're going to honor time, honor God with our time. And the last one I'm going to go over today is the house of God. The house of God. This one means so much to me because how important church is. And I feel like we've backed down on how important the house of God is. And we let our kids just do whatever we want. We let our kids just run around. We let our kids just be loud and obnoxious. And now listen, don't get me wrong. I've, I have had three kids in numerous meetings on the road. 
I get that kids talk. I'm not some like hard-nosed person that can't stand kids in church. I want kids in church. In fact, I'm encur- I encourage moms all the time. Bring your kids in service. Let them see miracles. Let them feel the anointing. Let them get hands laid on them, anointed with oil. Let them be filled with the Holy Spirit. But there's also a way to conduct yourself. It's not a free-for-all in the house of God. And so what, what irks me is when I know that kids are better in other places and other situations, and I realize that they're not taught reverence for the Holy Spirit. They're not taught what it is to honor the move of God. They're not taught what it is to honor and realize we're in service. The preacher's speaking, you don't speak. The preacher's laying hands, the preacher's walking, the pre- so you're not all over the place. You're not running aisles. You're not up and out of your seat. You're not talking. We're not going to the bathroom 19 times. One, Listen, based on ages, I get it. I was the lobby mom for a while. I was always out in the lobby nursing, always out. But you have to could tell your kids how to conduct themselves in the house of God. That's what I'm saying. This was not like a run around the, the office thing, but I felt like I'm going to take today and Friday to deal with some issues on raising godly kids because it's not a time for that. If your kids can sit at a movie theater, okay, you could bring, bring a little snack to church for them. Bring a notepad, bring a pen. My kids, I say that, I say bring a pen, Grab a, grab a journal, and here's a snack. And that's it. And they get one potty break. One. <laughs> and no iPads. That has been a number one rule from the beginning. A kid sitting in church on a phone and an iPad, I'm always like, I'm, I'm so confused here. But that's been our rule because I never wanted my kids to associate the house of God with a restaurant, the house of God with an airplane, the house of God with any other place that they're allowed to have their device. When you come to church, there's a way you conduct yourself. We're not running all over the place. We're not leaving trash on the floor. We're not up and down. We're not, you know, if you have a little kid and you want to take out some toys to let them sit on the floor, head back a few rows. You know, we're not going to, you know, be on the front row sprawled out with a, a picnic basket and the latest and greatest toys. That's just not how we conduct ourselves in the house of God. And when you teach your kids that it's just like any other place, you know, you're not, you, you take your kids to the library. As soon as they get like above a certain level, you're like, shh, 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 we're in the library. Shh. But then there's like a move of God in the church and the kids like, la, 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 mom, mom. It's like, are you kidding me right now? I, 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 I travel and I'm like, oh my gosh. I do. I love kids. I love kids. I promise. I'm not like trying to be like hard, hard on that. But I want you to see that you have to teach your children when you go to the house of God, there is a difference. There is a difference to conduct yourself. It says in um, 1 Timothy 3.15, You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by, um, what did I do? Oh, 1 Timothy, here I am. So happens when you put your tag 
in the wrong one. First Timothy 3.15. Um, I'm writing these things to you now, even though I hope to be with you soon, so that if I am delayed, you will know how people must conduct themselves in the house of God. This is the church of the living God, which is the pillar and the foundation of truth. And so there is a certain way to conduct ourselves. Attire, the way you dress. Uh, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't dress like a schlub going to a wedding. You wouldn't dress like a schlub going to an interview. You wouldn't use special occasion, people's birthday parties. You guys dress up for the best thing. And so then this is how we train our kids' minds. But it's okay to miss for sports. It's okay to wear whatever you want. It's okay to act however you want. For some reason at church, there's like a big giant hall pass for everything. When at the end of the day, it's supposed to be a reverent place where God is moving, the Holy Spirit showing up, and we have respect and, and a submission for the things of God. A submission for the things of God. And so today, talking about honor and raising our kids and that godly godly atmosphere is going to set them head and shoulders above the rest. So when they understand that in the supernatural, when they, when they get out in the job force, their boss is going to love them. They're going to say, you, you're saying, yes, ma'am, yes, sir. You, you, you aren't speaking out. Even though you didn't like what I said or how I conducted something, you didn't speak back to me. I mean, all of what they're learning here is going to be beneficial to them as they grow up in the natural, in the workforce. And so that's why I'm encouraging you today. You can do it as, as a parent. You can totally have kids. I, I get the whole testy thing. I'm not saying that it's never going to happen. But as you can, can continue to fill them with the Word of God and teach them about certain topics like honor today, here's what stems from it, protection, provision, long life, right? Blessed all of your days. It, they'll learn that and they'll realize that's what I want. I am going to get that word of God in my heart. I'm not going to sin. I'm going to go after the things of God because I want the blessings of God. I want everything he has for me. I'm going to honor everywhere that I go, every place that I am. I'm going to be a representation of Christ. And with that, that will be beneficial in the kingdom of God and, and also in this natural world as they grow older. And by them looking different, we'll put them head and shoulders above the rest that are out there. Head and shoulders above the rest. A respectful, kind, loving, generous person always gets more attention than the one over there uh, throwing a fit on the floor screaming and crying. I'm just saying personality-wise. That person might get the, the attention for a moment, but the other way lasts, lasts a lifetime. And so um, these are just things today and Friday that I'm going to be doing like a mom edition on. And I might continue if there's other topics past this week that you guys want me to touch on. But I know it's like not a shouting message, but it's a practical message, but also one in the natural, but also a message that's going to put your kids at a place to receive a long life, a long and satisfying life. One person, um, my husband, uh, honors, like I've never, 
the word honor, I don't know anyone who does it better than my husband. And so even in my, even not as a kid, as an adult, he's taught me so many things. So it's something that starts now and continues to grow with you because in all situations, all situations, we're going to have to produce that honor. Produce that honor is what puts you up with the favor of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this day 18 of the fast. Thank you, Lord, that we are strong. We're set apart for this. We are built for big, Lord, as we've been confessing during these 21 days. We are built for big. We're not built for small, and neither are our children. Our children are going to be head and shoulders above the rest. Our children are going to not sin, Lord. Our children are going to fight against the temptation of the enemy. They're going to be mighty leaders in the kingdom of God. They're going to be the light on the hill that will never go out, Lord. For the word of God is strong inside their spirit, strong inside their spirit. They will not let the enemy try to trap them, throw them into temptation. Our children will not wander away. They will understand what it is to fear the Lord, to respect the Lord, to honor the Lord, to receive the blessings of God in their life. Thank you, Lord, as we finish this week strong, strong on this fast that we're going to hold mighty testimonies in our hand just by Saturday night, just by Saturday night, but it's not going to end there. We're living a life, a life and a year of mighty testimonies that are coming in. Divine possession is ours. Ownership this year, ownership, ownership in the natural, ownership in the spiritual. We're taking by force what God has for us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you for joining me today. I'll be back in the morning. Uh, I'm going to go over in the morning. I, I, I got what I wanted to talk about tomorrow, yesterday, and I'm excited about it. Seven keys that are going to make your 2022 the best. I am so excited about it. Uh, but thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon. I know. Uh, thank you, Leslie. I know it wasn't like one of those, you know, yeah, messages are like, I'm getting ready to slice the devil's head off. But listen, at the end of the day, you really are. When you teach your kids those things, it really ticks the devil off. And anything I can do to tick the devil off, I'm all for. I'm all for. I literally texted this morning. I said, I hate the devil so much. I would love to murder him. (laughs) My morning text to Ted said, I would love to murder him. I wouldn't think twice, and I wouldn't ask for forgiveness. <laughs> Good morning, babe. That's how I like, started my, my text today, because I guess just maybe with my prayer time, I was like rare to go and uh, just really mad at him for a few things. So anyway, I love you guys so much. I'll be back tomorrow morning, and then I'll be back with you uh, Friday afternoon at 2 o'clock, and we're back for Friday giveaways. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'll see you tonight, Lena, at church. I love you guys so much. Have a wonderful day. I know I'm getting ready to trick everyone in the back. I'm going to say something before you end it. (laughs) I saw the finger go up on the button. Don't forget, even though right now we're not coming out with um, weekly kid videos because we're working on some other stuff this year, um, we have 
40 plus videos. So if you're new to this ministry or you haven't caught up on all of them, make sure you go to MiracleWordKids.com. We've got videos for your children. We've got free Bible studies that go along with the topic of the video printed out. Have them do this during the fast. Have them do this each week, you know, throughout the year. But get your kids involved. We got plenty of stuff for them to be a part of. Don't forget, we also started a youth section of Miracle Word Ministries called The Last Gen. Make sure to follow it on Instagram. We also do giveaways on there for your students. We got podcasts that come out every week. This week, um, Alex put one out and... Um, it was like called, oh yeah, you don't have to suck at anything because he said, listen, if you've got the spirit of God living inside of you, then you don't have an excuse. And so kids right now, teenagers, students, we're all trying to figure out what we're good at, right? We're all trying to figure out what is my purpose in life? Where am I supposed to go to school? What am I supposed to do? What courses am I supposed to take? You know, what am I going to do as a job when I get out of college? And so listen to that podcast. The spirit of God is living inside of you. You cannot fail. You cannot fail. And it says in John that uh, uh, the sheep know my voice. And so God will tell our children, the Holy Spirit will speak to your children on their purpose, what he wants them to do, their plans. And so they don't have to get off track. They don't have to wander around. They don't have to guess what they're going to be good at. Make sure you are involved in what we have with the last gen. I love you guys. I'll see you tomorrow morning at 1030. Have a great rest of your day.